Tempted and tried, we're oft made to wonder why it should be thus all the day long. While there are others living about us, never. Greetings and welcome to Farther Along. This service is an offering from Redeemer Evangelical Lutheran Church in Robbinsdale, Minnesota, to assist your daily devotions through a series of meditations on Luther's small catechism. This eight-week series takes a few moments to reflect upon what God has given us to believe, teach, and confess through his humble servant, Martin Luther. 
Today's devotion follows the order of Matins found on page 219 in the Lutheran Service Book. Matins is a traditional morning service that the church has used in daily devotions for centuries. It focuses the mind upon the beginning of the day that the Lord has made. May the word of God that will be shared in this devotion richly bless you through the word incarnate, Jesus Christ. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father. Today's office hymn is O Day Full of Grace.
Today's small catechism reading is the second petition of the Lord's Prayer. Thy kingdom come. What does this mean? The kingdom of God certainly comes by itself without our prayer, but we pray in this petition that it may come to us also. How does God's kingdom come? God's kingdom comes when our Heavenly Father gives us His Holy Spirit, so that by His grace we believe His Holy Word and lead godly lives here in time and there in eternity. This morning's large catechism reading comes from the Lord's Prayer, the second petition. Thy kingdom come. In the first petition, we prayed about God's honor and name. We prayed that he would prevent the world from adorning its lies and wickedness with God's name, but that he would cause his name to be valued as great and holy, both in doctrine and life, so that he may be praised and magnified in us. Here we pray that his kingdom also may come. But just as God's name is holy in itself, and we still pray that it be holy among us, so also his kingdom comes of itself without our prayer. Yet we still pray that it may come to us, that is, triumph among us and with us, so that we may be a part of those people among whom his name is hallowed and his kingdom prospers. But what is God's kingdom? Answer, nothing other than what we learned in the Creed. God sent his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, into the world to redeem and deliver us from the devil's power. He sent him to bring us to himself and to govern us as a king of righteousness, life, and salvation against sin, death, and an evil conscience. For this reason, he has also given his Holy Spirit, who is to bring these things home to us by his holy word and to illumine and strengthen us in the faith by his power. We pray here in the first place that this may happen with us. We pray that his name may be so praised through God's holy word and a Christian life that we who have accepted it may abide and daily grow in it, and that it may gain approval and acceptance among other people. We pray that it may go forth with power throughout the world. We pray that many may find entrance into the kingdom of grace, be made partakers of redemption, and be led to it by the Holy Spirit, so that we may all together remain forever in the one kingdom now begun. For the coming of God's kingdom to us happens in two ways. A. Here in time, through the word and faith, and B. In eternity, forever, through revelation. Now we pray for both these things. We pray that the kingdom may come to those who are not yet in it, and by daily growth that it may come to us who have received it, both now and hereafter in eternal life. All this is nothing other than saying, Dear Father, we pray, give us first your word, so that the gospel may be preached properly throughout the world. Second, may the gospel be received in faith and work and live in us, so that through the word and the Holy Spirit's power, your kingdom may triumph among us. And we pray that the devil's kingdom be put down, so that he may have no right or power over us, until at last his power may be utterly destroyed. So sin, death, and hell shall be exterminated. Then we shall live forever in perfect righteousness and blessedness. From this you see that we do not pray here for a crust of bread or a temporal perishable good. Instead, we pray for an eternal, inestimable treasure and everything that God himself possesses. This is far too great for any human heart to think about desiring, if God had not himself commanded us to pray for the same. But because he is God, he also claims the honor of giving much more and more abundantly than anyone can understand. He is like an eternal, unfailing fountain. The more it pours forth and overflows, the more it continues to give. God desires nothing more seriously from us than that we ask him for much and great things. In fact, he is angry if we do not ask and pray confidently. It's like a time when the richest and most mighty emperor would tell a poor beggar to ask whatever he might desire. The emperor was ready to give great royal presents, but the fool would only beg for a dish of gruel. That man would brightly be considered a rogue and a scoundrel who treated the command of his imperial majesty like a joke and a game and was not worthy of coming into his presence. 
In the same way, it is a great shame and dishonor to God if we, to whom he offers and pledges so many inexpressible treasures, despise the treasures or do not have the confidence to receive them, but hardly dare to pray for a piece of bread. All this is the fault of shameful unbelief that does not even look to God for enough decent food to satisfy the stomach. How much less does such unbelief expect to receive eternal treasures from God without doubt? Therefore, we must strengthen ourselves against such doubt and let this be our first prayer. Then, indeed, we shall have everything else in abundance, as Christ teaches. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. For how could he allow us to suffer lack and to be desperate for temporal things when he promises to give us what is eternal and never perishes? Reading from Holy Scripture this morning comes to us from St. Paul's letter to the Colossians, chapter 1, verses 9 through 14. And so, from the day that we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. May you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. The commentary on the scriptures this morning comes to us from St. Leo the Great's Sermon 57. Snatched from the powers of darkness at such a great price, and by so great a mystery, and loosed from the chains of the ancient captivity, make sure, dearly beloved, that the devil does not destroy the integrity of your souls with any stratagem. Whatever is forced on you contrary to the Christian faith, whatever is presented to you contrary to the commandments of God, it comes from the deceptions of the one who tries with many wiles to divert you from eternal life, and by seizing certain occasions of human weakness, leads careless and negligent souls again into his snares of death. Let all those reborn through water in the Holy Spirit consider the one whom they have renounced. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where
everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by your governance may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Thank you once again for listening to Farther Along, an outreach of Redeemer Evangelical Lutheran Church in Robbinsdale, Minnesota. You are invited to join us each Sunday at 4201 Regent Avenue North, right off the intersection of Highway 100 and 42nd Avenue. Just look for Jesus blessing the travelers along the highway. Our worship services are 9 a.m. We have Bible classes for all ages starting at 1030. Everyone is welcome to hear the Word of God as He seeks to bless you as you journey through this world. The liturgical parts of the service today have been taken from recordings of the Seminary Contari from Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Farther along was recorded by Dolly Parton, Emmylou Harris, and Linda Ronstadt. The hymn of the day has been taken from public domain sources and linked to the readings for the day. On behalf of Redeemer Lutheran Church in Robbinsdale, Minnesota, I encourage you to be back next time to hear another edition of Farther Along.